There you go. <laughs> so, does that mean that you completely replaced Android Studio with Vim? No. Hey guys, welcome to Day to Day Diet podcast number one. Thanks for listening to our pilot episode and giving a lot of feedback. So, we are all set up to go do our first podcast, which is about Vim. You guys might wonder why we are doing Vim as we are an Android podcast. But this podcast is going to talk about using Vim with in, inside Android development. So here we got Sakis. Hey guys, I'm actually wondering what Vim is, not why we're uh, talking about Vim. And Pablo, the guy who is using Vim in Android development. Hi guys, how are you doing? So good to have you, Pablo. Uh, let's start with the easiest question. So what is Vim? So Vim is a, a test editor, which is a Older, probably older than some of the people that are, uh, are entering the Android community right now. Some data that I can give is uh, that it was created by Bram Mullenar uh, based on the uh, Bill Joyce VI editor, which basically was uh, integrated already in Unix systems, but Unix was closed source. Bram Mullenar wanted to port it to uh, the at that time to the Amiga computers. He released the first version in, in the second of November of 1991, and since then that editor has been ported to many platforms. Has uh, improved and actually uh, recently I I watched a video in YouTube, which is Bram Mullenar uh, explaining the 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 history of Vim, and it's uh, really, really interesting because it goes through all the versions, explaining what was introduced in each version. And also, another advantage of Vim is that it's very lightweight, so you can, for example, use it uh, directly in a connection to a server to edit tests really quickly. It only uses the keyboard, which is, for me, the, the killer feature. Once you get to the mechanics of working with it is really, really easy to use and it will make you really, really fast at editing. Okay, cool. So, so it's, a, it's a text editor, right? It's just a text editor. Okay. Yes. How, how does one get it? How, how do you... So basically, if you guys working in any Unix-based system, you already have it for free because you, you can just go into the command line and type Bing and you're going to run it. Then if you have problems uh, getting, out, getting out of it, you can just uh, type colon Q and you will be out of it. In Windows, for example, you would need to install because it is ported to, to Windows, but it's, it doesn't come Windows. You will probably know why. In Mac, it comes uh, by default, but the version that it comes is a very... It's a 7.3, I think. But you can actually use Brew to install the newer version, which is now on the 8. Or you can install MacBing, which works really nice and will allow you to have it like with some kind of graphic user interface as well. Yeah, okay. I guess Windows is bringing uh, Ubuntu Bash console support so that the Windows users can use Vim in command line very soon. Uh, well, uh, I don't know how, how that would work, but apparently so. They're providing a full-fledged Ubuntu Bash console to Windows. So the text editors have evolved so much over the period of time. So we got mm -hmm. like text editors like Sublim, which are mm -hmm. too good and has so many different features. 
and even the android studio has an excellent uh, is an excellent text editor and got, got so many different shortcuts replace uh, find everything you would like to have so why we need to use such a old editor like vim is it is it why is it different well basically uh, and here i want to make a distinction i would rather say that android studio is an ide vim is just a, a test editor so you you are not gonna find like ID features such as refactoring code or something like that. Bing is an editor which is really really good because it's very lightweight, it's really fast. So basically, let's say that you, for example, are SSH another machine and you want to edit a file really quickly. Mm -hmm. Bing would be your guy because let's say you use uh, Sublime or whatever, you're gonna have to wait for it to, to start, it's gonna be slow, then you're gonna write tests, it's gonna uh, be slow, but Bing was uh, designed to work in machines with a very, very low spec in software. Actually, the first version, if I remember correctly, the, the, the binary was 75K, so now, now it's around 2, two megs. The, the idea is that Bing, Bing's concern is to edit tests really fast. And it's really, really focused. So we can say that it's a, it's a developer-focused editor. It doesn't necessarily have to be developer. You can use it for development, and it works really nice. I have um, tested using languages like Clojure and all this stuff, and it works really, really good. But you can also use it, for example, to write a book, because also Bing understands the concept of line, the concept of word, the concept of paragraph, which, for example, Sublime doesn't understand. So you can actually uh, apply uh, stuff to different blocks really, really quickly. You, you, you can actually say, I want to apply this to this block of code, or if you're writing a book, you can say, I want to apply this to this paragraph. All right. So, so let's take a step back. How exactly does that work? Is there a particular mechanism that, uh, that the whole so BIM architecture is based on? The, the, the first thing you have, you have to understand is that uh, BIM is a model edit editor. What does that mean? What it means is that Bing will uh, have different modes uh, that will allow you to do different stuff. So when you enter, you enter uh, let's say for example, I'm gonna use any other editor, the regular stuff editor that you would use. Well, you would uh, go to that test, you would go to the keyboard, you would type your test, and then you say, ah, I want to do something. You would, you would go to your mouse, and do stuff with your mouse. The way that, that uh, uh, this works in Bing is you don't, you don't use the mouse. You can use the mouse, you may not use the mouse, and what you do is you change modes. So when you enter Bing, you start in normal mode. Normal mode means I can navigate through the test and I can apply commands. Some of these commands would be like move line down once or uh, move the test uh, half a page or a full page, or you can say, I want to insert so, some test, so you would just press the I to go to insert mode. So that's the the, that's the, the normal mode. Then you have uh, insert mode, uh, as I was saying, which, which you get into by pressing the I, and uh, allows you to introduce tests. Actually, many people that learn BIM, and they need to edit tests, and they don't know what they would do, is to actually press the I and use BIM like uh, any other editor, that that for me is uh, wrong. You shouldn't use Bing that way. 
So in Beam, you can, well, there is also visual mode that will allow you to, to select text and uh, many other modes. And in command mode also, you have uh, a series of commands that will allow you, for example, to uh, change a particular text or to, let's say, for example, you want to change something that is inside a parenthesis, you could uh, go there and you would uh, press C, then you would press the I, and you would press the P, and you and you would sorry you would press the the parents. Uh, that sounds a little bit silly, but if you think about the a sentence, you could say change inside parents, and then you have it. So basically, you have to think about being like a language. So you say, for example, you want to change uh, a line, you would press the C twice, and then you would. Uh, the content of the line will be removed and you would enter, enter the insert mode so that you can type the new value for the line. The by default it's in normal mode. Normal mode. Where you can do operations like move between lines or uh, you can copy, delete, you can delete lines, you can yeah. paste lines. These are like normal mode operations. And then you go in command mode by pressing a colon where you exactly. can uh, find the text or you can uh, run some operations. Exactly. And then you press I and you go into insert yeah. mode where you can uh, type anything so that's basically making it a, a text editor and then the v by pressing v you go into a visual mode exactly where but also you have text but also you have for example other, other ways because for example if you press lowercase v you will enter in norm, uh, in visual mode but if you press uppercase v you will enter yeah. in, in visual mode but selecting lines so there are, there are lots of stuff. Uh, Bing is something that you can start like right away using it. Yeah. Uh, but then you can, you can still learn a lot. So it's like, oh, okay, I learned. You never get to learn everything yeah, so that Bing offers. It, it so. sounds like there is a steep learning curve to learn Vim. So no, what do is, you suggest to learn Vim? How do you start it, learning Vim? It, it, is, uh, it is not a steep curve. It, uh, actually, it's really once you get the concept, that, uh, the concept of uh, motion and object, uh, you are you are good to go. So you, let's say that you, I want to change uh, inside this world. What you will go? CIW. I want to copy some text. To be clear, the CIW is part of a Vim surround plugin, right? It doesn't. No, that that's part of Vim itself. So if you say, okay, then, then you have plugins like the surround plugin. You can you can extend Vim by using plugins. So CIW refers change inside a word. Exactly. I gotta tell you, all this sounds a bit intimidating to me. Me not having used Vim ever. All there's a whole language to it like but it's a very simple language because Bing only understands uh, change uh, delete jack which is copy uh, put which is uh, paste uh, and actually when you delete you you actually cut you don't uh, it, the concept of deleting Bing is you cut this and then you can put it elsewhere so basically you learn that you learn the motions like word like B which is bad word word and you have e but basically it's like a sentence in, in english would be subject verb object a sentence in, in being this right, motion right. uh, object so, so this seems like so much of details so for someone who don't mm. know vim it will be a lot of details to sink in so let's see like how how they where they what's the starting point to learn so the, yeah. the way to to start uh, learning being um, 
properly is to start with the, what the editor offers you, which is um, Bing has a very, very, very uh, good help system that you can use by using colon H. It will let you help. But before doing that, you can go into your command line and run Bing Tutor which is basically a small tutorial that will um, it, it will take uh, the user like half an hour on doing it. So you type Vim space Vim. tutor or Vim? It's a, a one word, Vim, one Vim word. tutor as one word. Gotcha. And actually, uh, if let's say you want to have it in another language, you just uh, add as a parameter the language code of your language and you can have it actually at, I have tested it in a part uh, from English. I have seen it in Spanish and in German. Okay, and uh, I think it's also available in Italian. So basically, if you are curious, you can just type the language code for your language and see if you have it. If it's not there, it will just fall back to the English version. So I think I'll try mine in German. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so does that mean that you completely replaced Android Studio with Vim? No. Well, you could try to do that. There are some plugins to do it, but, but I wouldn't do that myself. Uh, what you would do is uh, same, for example, as Emacs users have evil mode to um, have the Vim niceties. You can also have it in, in Android Studio and any IntelliJ IDE, despite the fact that uh, the, author, the author of the editor recognized in this uh, talk, talk I mentioned before that he didn't, didn't know that that existed. Hmm. There is a plugin called um, IdeaBeam, which will allow you to have an emulation of being inside Android Studio that you can actually enable or disable. Let's say that you are used to it, but then you you have another person that is going to peer problem with you and he doesn't like it, you can disable it. So you can have it or, oh, or not. So you go to preferen Android Studio Preferences, Plugins, and you install IdeaVim. Exactly. And so then... you, would, you would go, you would uh, press com uh, command comma yeah. uh, if you want to use the shortcut, and then you will go to the plugins. And if you go to Browse Repositories, you look for IdeaVim, there you have it. Yeah, and then your Android Studio editor behaves like an uh, Vim editor. Exactly. So you get all the command mode, normal mode, exactly. visual you, you mode, everything inside your Android Studio editor. Exactly. And the nice right. thing is that yeah. you can actually That's um, really cool. uh, you can actually have uh, configurations to use uh, Android Studio actions in a Vim fashion. Well, Bing has a, a file called the .bimrc, uh, which is a configuration for, for the Bing editor. It, it states, well, I want to use this plugin, you would put it in there, or I want to create a map for myself, okay. uh, you can create it in there. So that's like a global property file for Bing. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So okay. that is the .bimrc. Okay. So when you use this uh, idea, Bing, plugin, you actually have its equivalent, which is .idea BMRC, okay. which works exactly the same way. And actually, you can you can uh, de develop uh, stuff, like you can say, I want to create this function to to do certain stuff that I want that I want to do, and you can do it, you can have key mappings, and actually, for example, I have 
myself uh, many key mappings uh, defined such as uh, run the project, I have like uh, commit to repository, uh, push to repository, pull from repository, stuff like uh, uh, find usages and all this stuff. And the cool stuff is that um, you that is a plain test file. So you can uh, check it in, in in any source control that you have and you can uh, grab the file in another machine and you will be ready set because all the configuration for BIM, it will be there. Uh, if you're interested, I have mine, you can uh, check it um, because it is good to, to see what... Um, Start from somewhere. Yeah, right? so yeah. you, you, you yeah. see and you take inspiration and actually yeah. that's something that many BIM users that do. They will go into somebody else that is more advanced than them and they will look at the beam, uh, at the beam as and say, Oh, I like this feature. I will take this part of the file I copy into mine. We can share your file in our exactly. Notes. Exactly. Okay. exactly. So this is like a shortcut mapper. So between Vim and Android Studio. So you do something in Vim and you direct Android Studio to do something. So can we do like, um, like build, run the run my Android app. Can I do that sure. with Vim? Sure, I have it in my in my in my dot uh, id dot idea So what command do you use to run an app? So you would you would let uh, you would use in that case. Uh, there is a a command called uh, colon action that will allow you to run uh, an action, a particular action, with, with the name. In that case, you would need to know the name of the action. But there is also another another command called colon action list that will allow you to find actions. So let's say, for example, that you say colon action list run, and the first one would probably be run. So you can actually say from my being as from from my Android Studio now I'm gonna call action run and see what it does. And once you realize it does what you want to do, you just uh, you can just add a mapping it into your idea of MRC. Okay. And you're done. Next is time you a, start on the studio, you is must. Is there a visual way to uh, edit those actions into IWMRC or do we need to manually add every entry into IWMRC? At the moment, as far as I know, if there is some plugin in there that allows allows somebody to use to do that, that would be awesome. But at the moment, I don't know of such plugin. So mm -hmm. what I usually do is use Beam to edit the IWMRC. Okay. <laughs> Seems like you've memorized quite a few mappings. How long did it take you to get into this uh, level of proficiency? Ba basically, um, I started using that on my probably second week after moving to my current uh, role, my current job. Uh, and it took me like um, one day uh, to actually need that to work. It, that is the awesomeness of, of it. So we want you to convince our listeners why they need to use Vim. Can you tell us a quick summary in 30 seconds? Sure. Basically, uh, the reason why you should you should try at, at least this is because we waste a lot of time moving uh, from keyboard to mouse, from mouse to keyboard, uh, and Vim uh, allows you to, to keep your hands on the keyboard making you faster and more productive in the long term once you have learned the, the basics. And that would take you a week. So basically, give, a, give, it, give it a week and, and you can become faster. That's it. Right on time. All right. That's lovely. Nice pitch. So I, I think IntelliJ already advocates mouse-less driven development. 
to go with uh, all the shortcuts that IntelliJ provides. Mm -hmm. So IntelliJ already provides uh, all the things that you need to not use yeah. mouse. So this is like a new way to uh, avoid mouse as well. There was this cool video by, what was his name? Ulari Hashim. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a yeah. guy that is involved in the development of Kotlin as well. Ah, right, that's yeah. the guy. Yeah. Yeah. So this is kind of a new challenge for the developers to not use mouse or maybe mm -hmm. a new way to not use mouse. Also, uh, it feels kind of intuitive. So if you want to move to a specific line now, mm -hmm. instead of moving your mouse in a random way, you think about exactly. like how many lines you move and then how many characters exactly. you move. And actually, Bing has another cool feature that I think it is worth mentioning, which is the, the possibility of uh, running a macro. I remember um, I recently made a pair programming session and I needed to change uh, 10 lines with actually the same change. So I said, well, I'm not going to do this 10 times. So I recorded a macro and then I, I said, run this macro 10 times. Uh, it did the whole change correctly. And the person I was pairing with, it, it was like, how did you did this? <laughs> it was really, really cool. So yeah. For those who don't know what a macro is, a macro is a sequence of uh, steps that you do. Exactly. So, so it, Vim records it and then you can just execute a command to replay that as many number of times exactly. as you like. So you would go, uh, you would use the cube to enable recording. You would do whatever you want to do. Yeah. And then at the end, you would press a Q again to stop the recording. Yeah. Oh, and then when cool. you want to play it, uh, well, you would provide the first time you you press Q, you press Q and another letter, which is the, the register that you are going to record it. For. The name of the macro. The name of the oh, record the of the of the register that okay. you so so normally what people do is press the Q, the Q twice. Yeah. And then if you do that, the way to to run it, you would uh, just do add Q and it would run the whole the whole. Uh, macro. If you say ten key, ten at Q, it would run it. It would run it ten times. Seems like you can do everything with them. Can you teach it to write code as well and replace developers? Well, there are plugins for that actually. There are there are some plugins that allows you to do snippets. Uh, actually, there is also a plugin that integrates uh, getting into Bing into stock Bing. Oh my God. Yeah, They're gonna replace us with plugins one day, guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's the cool stuff about Bing. Bing is like, it gives you like very, very focused editor and then you can extend it with plugins and do whatever you want. Okay. Still, you cannot develop with it. <laughs> uh, so, so what, how do you see the future of Vim? Do you, is, is Vim here to stay, you reckon? Ah, uh, well, it has already been like 25 years. I don't think it's something, some piece of software that stayed for that long. I don't think it's going away anytime soon. Uh, it has already have like more than eight versions. It's really, really proven software, very few bugs in it. And for example, you have other projects. So for example, uh, I was mentioning before Mac Bing, which is Mac graphical version of it. And you also have many other editors such as IntelliJ or Atom or Sublime, which implements their own emulation uh, of Bing. And also, you have plugins for different browsers. For example, myself, I use Bimperator with, with Firefox. And I have to say that code reviewing with that thing is awesome because hmm. uh, you just move and make the comments without leaving the keyboard. 
What so about can, uh, what about Google Chrome? Is there anything for that? Yeah, there is one. Uh, yeah, I think you use it, right, Bala? Yeah, uh, uh, I don't exactly remember the plugin name, but yeah. uh, if you go and search for the plugins by Vim, you will find it. And you just press F every time uh, in, in on your browser screen, and then it it, it assigns a shortcut based mm -hmm. on two English letters. And then you type those two letters, and then it make then it move. clicks the it clicks that particular okay. link for yeah. you. So you can mm -hmm. navigate to all the different places without mm -hmm. even touching a mouse. Exactly. I think the Firefox has. Yeah, there. the Firefox what it has is you got you have uh, numbers to to go to the links. You have okay. lowercase f to remain on the same tab. Uh, uppercase f will uh, open a new tab, and you can actually do something which is really cool because if you have let's say a series of links with the same word and you know exactly well the link says whatever and you can just type uh, whatever and then it will reduce the number of available numbers so you can just focus on that one mm -hmm. and yeah so it's a really nice yeah. it's a really way nice. to search through the links right? yeah and they have all yeah. the all the also all this being uh, searches such as uh, slash that allows you to to search in uh, in a beam style Yeah, well, all of that you can you can learn in uh, uh, using Beam Tutor. So basically, I think if you are interested, the first thing to go is to Beam Tutor. Which if you are if you are using any Unix system, you would probably have it already. Yeah, um, we'll make sure we'll include all these. Uh, yeah, yeah. I also want to comments. mention that the creator of Vim is still active, and uh, he recently released the recent version. Yeah, of the, the eight one, uh, and he's still he's still maintaining uh, the the project. There's still um, bugs in it then. <laughs> well, it, 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 there is bugs. Well, you, you don't have like the perfect code, but uh, you know, this guy has been working on that 25 years. He's working okay. at Google, uh, by the way, where he claims that uh, most of the people is using Beam. So, well, just saying. It's a hobby project and he is maintaining for the last 25 years and exactly. he cannot really complain about it. That's why I keep getting rejected <laughs> by Google because I'm not using Vim enough. <laughs> probably, probably that's why. Good to know. If you want to enter Google, maybe I should give it a shot after all. <laughs> all right, well, that has been extremely informative, uh, Pablo. Thank you a lot. Thank uh, you guys for uh, having me here. Uh, so thank you to our listeners. If you have any feedback for us or suggestions or anything to add, feel free to add that in our podcast notes, and uh, we'll be we'll be in touch. Thank you. How 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 our users can be in touch with you, Sakis? Uh, yeah. Uh, so you can follow me on Twitter at uh, s kaliakudas. Uh, we'll uh, we'll include that in the show notes as well. And uh, and you, Pablo. Well, uh, you can you can drop me an email at pablo.sanchez.alonso.uk at gmail.com. Yeah, or you guys can um, check out at day to day try Twitter handle. Contact me at uh, balachandrakm in Twitter. So that's us. Thanks a lot for uh, listening to us. Uh, till next time, guys. Take Bye. care. Thank you, guys.